Hello everyone, welcome to Miss Lane's Podcast. My name is Candy. And I'm Taylor. And on this podcast we have started talking, but not this time, because we are in the middle of a conversation about Tumblr linguistics and we're going to continue that. Yeah, so welcome. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, we should we should start podcasting because like this is an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, where we were, um, <laughs> where were we? So we uh, were yes, talking about the pit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, <laughs> we were talking about how nobody was in charge of it. Nobody said anything. You would just see a written form displayed in a way that you would go, I know exactly how they say that out loud. Nobody mm-hmm. made any rules, but everybody just collectively understood. Example, I mean, the image kind of helped. The image helped. The Spongebob one? Yeah. Yeah, the Spongebob where he's, like, looking, like, he's all bent forward, like, he's being like a chicken, but every other letter is capitalized. And it's sarcasm, it's, and it's everybody all... was just like, oh, my God, sarcasm in written form. Yeah. Like, there it is. Immediately, the first time I read that, I was like, oh, they're being sarcastic. Just. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, okay, I get it. I get like, it. I, and then I'm, I'm starting to realize, I don't know why, if I could explain to someone why I knew that was sarcasm. Yeah, I don't know either. And I think it's because when you do sarcasm back you do have a weird inflection in your voice Mm -hmm. but having it capitalized like that so you feel like you feel the voice going in a wave pad like up down up down up down Mm -hmm. so when you read it like that you go no really Mm -hmm. so you're like Like, okay or you go like so it's just really cool and then also the way that we use ellipses versus our parents use ellipses. How remind me of the difference? Okay, so ellipses. I don't remember how I use mine. <laughs> ellipses grammatically, um, Gra- grammatically, is used as kind of like a period. Or if you're using it in a quote, it's a I'm skipping some words. Mm-hmm. Whereas we use it as a I guess. We use it to annotate, annotate, what's that word? Indicate. Indicate. <laughs> and inflection in the way we're saying something. Okay, Where we're like, not, when you I, say a phrase, but you're not totally sure, you're like, I think it's this. Da, da, see, da. but like, I've also gotten to the point where like, ellipses are just like, my brain pausing at the end of a sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, Or you go, da, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like someone will say something and you just kind of pause and go, no. Yeah, yeah. Ellipses mm-hmm. for me at the beginning, or in like, a, like, as to indicate a break mm-hmm. and then you know continue with my response that's very different than like i think i only mostly do it with you anymore mm-hmm. where like i'll just throw two or three and then i'll just leave it alone because i know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um because because if you're writing like an essay or something you would never use it this way but when you're talking someone or i've actually seen it in books recently mm-hmm. um where when someone's talking and you can tell they're thinking about the response. They'll be like, well, I think da, 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 it's like this. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that that is becoming allowed. Yes, because it's showing you how they're talking. Yeah. Which I freaking love. Well, it gives you such a clear indication of like, excuse me, um, that this is an actively occurring thought. Mm-hmm. Because like, you would have a conversation with someone and if they're like, processing how to say something or processing information you gave them but while they're responding Mm -hmm. like it it just slows down the way your brain reads it Mm -hmm. because it gives you more of like oh this is actively happening they're actively processing this information yeah so like in i've noticed in older books um how you would like if someone was like they're having a thought and then they're coming back into the conversation Mm -hmm. it would start with a dot 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 halfway through the sentence 
And now there's a dash there mm. instead of the dot, 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 because now it means something else. Yeah. Which I just, I'm so appreciating because I was always annoyed because my first couple of my first creative writing classes was like, here's all the grammatical rules you have to conform to. And I was like, but nobody talks that way. No, like if I am writing everything else outside of it, everything else outside, fine. But when it's actual dialogue, no, I ignore grammatical rules because nobody talks that way. Yeah, this is how they talk. I'm gonna use slang words like I'll write the word gonna instead of going to because mm-hmm. no one says going to unless they're trying to enunciate and are having a serious conversation. I am going to murder you. Yeah. I'm or if you're like, you. hey, I'm gonna go to the store. Like you, <laughs> this is why English is such a hard language to learn. But well, but like also like the sheer insistence of people to hold on to what they view as proper English, mm-hmm. like it kills me because languages that do not evolve are dead. Yeah, like language is not in. For use. instance, there there's a whistle language up in I think near Sweden somewhere. It's a whole village that community like obviously they have like a language I can't remember what country it's in or that I would tell you, but they whistle at each other, and it's like whole sentences, hmm. like their kids will be off in the field playing and they'll whistle like hey yo dinner's ready we got this on the stove see you back in five or whatever, and they'll whistle that as a form of communication, but it's dying out because uh, it's a small village. But hmm. how do you adapt and change and move a whistle language? So. Because it's like, there's only so many sounds you can make with your mouth. Whereas the English language actually has more words than any other language. Really? Yes. Because we don't so, stop stealing words. <laughs> that, that. But also, that's why we have so many phrases. And why we can have, actually, English people. English has dialects. Hence why some phrases in the South, we go, I know what all of those words meant individually. <laughs> and that phrase, I have no idea what you just said to me. Use the gonna. Excuse me, what? <laughs> or like Appalachia, mm-hmm. like deep Appalachia. Like I'm like, he's speaking to me. I swear. I know. It's like he's speaking to me. I know it. <laughs> that that was the quote I was going for. <laughs> but also like, sloughing. Mm-hmm. It's a Utah word. Really? Yeah. <laughs> It's not a word that is commonly used. Wait, where are you going, my love? <laughs> get get the top shelf ice cream so I can have some too. Like the expensive stuff. Sorry. My oh, husband, Alex gets this really nice expensive my, oh, it's so my husband is leaving because I almost went down the ice cream aisle when I was at the grocery store and then I didn't and he is now determined to go get ice cream. But because of my current health issues with pregnancy... I have to have the good ice cream. Which you're not really mad about. Especially if it's like... Mm. My favorite like is Hagen that... Das, specifically was mentioned. Oh. My favorite ice cream... Mm. It's typically the Dryer's brand. Because they get their chocolate actually chocolatey. Because mm. I've had a lot of chocolates where it's just kind of chocolate. But then they have like the... Or it's a Blue Bunny is really good. Mm. And getting like Far. the chocolate flavor across. Far ice cream. Their Play-Doh has been one of my favorites since I was a child. Mm. Because it was colorful, and I got to pick all the colors instead of having to choose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that reminded me. Uh, Me and boyfriend went to Baskin-Robbins, gosh, it was probably like a year ago. And because I was like, it was warm then, and it wasn't this summer. (laughs) Um, 
and we went to Baskin Robbins to get ice cream. And I usually get chocolate because I cave and always get chocolate. And if I'm going to branch out, it's cookie dough with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I got, I tried this sherbet one they had. Oh, it was so good. Okay. It was amazing. However, I felt so sick afterward because it was just sugar water. Regular ice cream has milk in it, so you still have some sort of protein. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why the the doctor recommended to me like the higher shelf because they use actual cream and actual eggs and mm-hmm. So they're like while you are while it is a lot of sugar, you are getting protein with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a shame cuz it was such good stuff, but I was like this is just straight up sugar. Yeah. Which is why I don't get upset when I have my jamba juice because while it does have sugar ice cream in it, it's also got a frick ton of fruit in it as well. Sorry, don't mind me. I have to turn off the lights remotely. <laughs> I got um, Wi-Fi connected lights for my kids' room so I could turn it off. And mm-hmm. they're also in the boys' room. And 1.0 likes to keep them on. Not, not a terribly amount, but like sometimes he'll turn it on without thinking or without realizing that his brother's in there mm-hmm. and end up waking him up. And then it's just like, a whole thing trying to get them to go down at the same time mm-hmm. hmm. also a little subtle mental clue of no oh oh there <laughs> have been full-on nights that it gets to the point that i'm like child if you turn the lights on again i'm going to come and steal your light bulbs he did not turn the light back on because he knew i would do what i said <laughs> <laughs> he was like mom don't play mom don't play <laughs> mom don't play after eight <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny I think it's it's crazy because I remember going to high school. It's crazy. It's raining all that crap. Anyways, mm-hmm. but being like, ah, oh, gosh, you gotta get up so early and it's done. But I really liked being out of school by two ten. I literally, however, on a Saturday my brain wakes me up at five thirty. I know it's really annoying. Anyways, but I remember very clearly thinking my senior year, I was like, this has got to be detrimental because teenagers need more sleep than toddlers. They need about the same. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, like, so when you're when you're a child hours. and you have your growth thing, mm-hmm. and then you kind of level out for a sec, and then you hit puberty and you spike again in your growth, mm-hmm. both of those times you need a lot more sleep than normal. And when you're in high school, they're like, hey, you don't need sleep. You can get up at 6 a.m. to go to school. Yeah. Uh, who thought that was a good idea? Do you know what I did in high school? Capitalism. <laughs> The answer to all the problems <laughs> is capitalism. I love that audio of like, oh man, this is cute. Capitalism be popping off today. Capitalism popped off today, ladies. <laughs> and it's usual on stuff that you're like, you're right. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I did in high school, like a dumbass, I don't know how I would, if I did that today, I'd be like, dead. I'd be dead, and I feel like I'd have a hangover. You'd have, you'd have even a car though, accident on the way to work. <laughs> There's a few mornings where I'm driving to work, and I'm going, I am actually too tired to be driving right now, but I'm almost to work, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to work early enough, I can usually have like a 10-minute nap in my car. Because I've noticed that when I leave 10 minutes after I'm supposed to, there's that much more traffic on the road. It's weird. Just There's a guy who did a study, I think he was in Houston, and if he left... 20 minutes after his normal time of leaving he got home like 50 minutes before like so for 60 days i think it was he 
left one minute later each day mm-hmm. and then recorded the time he got home as a comparison. And the the times he left later, he got home before leaving earlier. Hmm. I was like... Because the traffic had died down at that point. Yeah. Or at least it had a lull mm-hmm. and not everyone was packed together so hard that you couldn't actually go the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I was like, Interesting. that was fascinating. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Anyways, what I did in high school, junior... Um, not sophomore year because sophomore year i was like i'm gonna be an amazing high school person stress myself out by having an ap class <laughs> yeah i had a few cry days I remember I sobbing in my I remember sobbing in my room trying to study world civ flashcards oh i purposely did not take any ap classes that i don't think i could year. do it it was a really fascinating class it was so cool but it was a lot of information uh most i remember from my and i had kruger world. so my uh my world was world history class was my teacher was attractive and that i learned from the punk kid whose hair was as long as mine is now so like a little bit past his shoulders armpit length Mm -hmm. he could make it stand up in a mohawk and i one day i was just like i was so curious i couldn't stop myself from asking i was like how do you get it stand up he's like elmer's glue and i was like oh okay and that was the only time we ever talked <laughs> but like I, I got my answer that's all i needed yeah anyway so junior and sophomore and junior and senior year i did this me Alyssa, and amy role played a game what role played a story which by the way i would love to revive because it was actually a really good story <laughs> and i want to bring it back and i also i need to text Alyssa about that and be like okay this thing that we wrote that is literally 10 years old like 10 a little, a little younger than 10 because this was after high school we started doing this oh, one. okay the one this one wasn't with amy it was just me and Alyssa. it's i i should show you the word document afterward but it's like literally like five hundred thousand words or something ridiculous it's a it's a massive book at this point and will have to be a trilogy if i decide to actually if like because it's our two characters and we were writing it in tandem so i write my character's response she write her character's response and then there was a couple times we got together to like plan out the story and how mm-hmm. it was gonna go and then something happened and we stopped doing it. It's like we got busy or something. But every once in a while, like I did this in college because I'd be bored and I would just like go through and edit my things. And I and I want to be text me and be like, okay, can I please, for the love of God, write out this story for real? Please. Because I wouldn't have, because it's literally said that every other paragraph is a character change and I would edit it so that it would be every chapter mm. is a character change or every couple of chapters, depending on whose POV I like better. Yeah. Which one tells the story better? Because mm-hmm. I just was like, I just, I need, especially if the other character's unconscious. Like, oh, yeah. It's a little weird when it's your turn to write and you're like, still unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> still dead. Um, <laughs> but that story was good. Yeah. Like, we actually literally sat down for like hours and plotted it out and was like, does this make sense? Well, yeah, because then it brings in this thing from the earlier stuff. Like, the way we had it planned out and there was a reason for crap mm. like dude i'm mad about it <laughs> so i need a text her be like listen i know this isn't your vibe right now but i am dying to make this story come to life especially because it's the majority of it is literally written and sitting on my computer <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh man Five hundred thousand words you said that and i was like oh okay a decent fan fiction You could just literally write the most beautifully crafted, just slap it. Everybody's mentally ill, that's why. 
Mm, are you are you agreeing to that label? I don't have a diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Let's Why? just say that. Because I've never struggled with... I've had depression bouts, but I've never struggled mm-hmm. with depression. It's so usually like emotional af- depression, not chemical after depression. The, yeah, I've had emotional depression, not chemical. Because usually it's after I the fact it. that I'm like, oh, I think I was depressed then. Yeah. So that, that's how I distinguish it. Because like I've had depressive bouts, and I call that emotional depression, mm-hmm. versus like chemical depression, where your brain just literally doesn't make enough... Yeah. my brain was making it but i was burned out from school so uh, yeah. <laughs> and i was burned out from school and very financially stressed out mm. because i was they were reducing my hours more and more and more and i was like i am literally trying to pay for school and it's two thousand dollars a semester so what i'm making now that's a paycheck mm-hmm. back then that was like a few wor- weeks worth oh geez, and i was like you're reducing my hours so i got a second job to pay for school because they weren't giving me enough hours. And I didn't tell them it was a dog hotel because I knew they'd make me quit. I kind of needed both jobs at the same time. Oh. But yeah. then my new job started giving me, I was working like 45 hours a week at that new job. So I was like, I can leave you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. So then my financial stress stopped being as horrible. But it wasn't until like after that semester was over, I was like, oh, I think I was depressed like for three months. <laughs> I've done that. I, well, with one after 1.0, um about six months in i just I, I actually started to feel like myself again and i actually felt like oh yeah i i like this human i like this human that i made i think i love them and that's when i realized that i think i was dealing with postpartum depression <laughs> and so about two months in postpartum with 2.0 i was like no this feels like he did last time i think i need to go get therapy and so i've been in therapy since mm-hmm. and literally like that's the, well, i have like Every time I think about scheduling an induction, I have more reasons to get my induction scheduled so that I get everything else scheduled. Because <laughs> my therapist is already like, we've, we've dealt with most of my trauma. Like, I realize I have trauma from 1.0's delivery that I need to deal with. But, like, we've just been keeping up on the schedule so that I stay an active person in their system. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that when it hits. Right into therapy yeah. for postpartum. Like, so, so when it hits, we're not like going hey i've been skipping along for too long at this point instead you can just land on the net mm-hmm. and be like okay <laughs> yeah i can stumble and be like all right here's what went down this week i know i'm being ridiculous but like you gotta talk me down <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm being ridiculous but that doesn't change the fact that this is still happening i literally okay, i emailed her today the title of the email all caps emotions I almost went emotional damage. Emotional damage. But I was like, this, I just need you to know this is my mental state today. It's encapsulated in a sentence I just said out loud. Please don't hawk at me. I'm too emotionally fragile for this. (laughs) And that's all I said in the email. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, here's where we are. Okay. I just need you to know. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways... Because I feel like with fanfic, it's because I feel like it's sad to say because of the truth behind it. Um, the best works of art come from people who are suffering in some capacity. That's because people who are not suffering cannot genuinely see beyond themselves most times. Mm. If you are suffering, you are more likely to look outwards. Mm. Like Because you don't want to see what's inside. No, well, not even that. But I mean, like, we're both religious. Mm -hmm. Look look at Christ on the cross. 
well, he, wasn't it to John that he said, behold thy mother? Like, he was looking outward, mm-hmm. trying to take care of his mom. Mm-hmm. On the cross. This man was in agony. And he's like, I'm still trying to care for others. If you are in emotional, physical, well, While he was in pain, agony, the two people with him, he was like, hey, you come with me today. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. He was looking out. He created By beauty. the way, by the way, yes. I learned a little tidbit. So, um, it is scientific fact that the human rib can regrow, which is why they use it for bone grafts. Excuse. So, if you need a bone graft, they usually take your rib and then put it wherever it needs to go, and then your rib will grow back. Probably your floater ribs. Mm-hmm, but it is scientific fact that it'll do that. We're starfish! <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, part of that is um, this guy, he's a scientist slash a Christian, and he was saying, so, Adam was put into a deep sleep and God, like he said, quote unquote, pierced his side, plowed a rib, and created Eve. Mm-hmm. He said, same way Christ was pierced in his side mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to make way for the bride of Christ. And I was like, what? No, it is, it is so interesting when you study any prophecy, any story, there will always be a callback to Christ <laughs> in know. some way. My one of, there's this guy who was like his he was at some Bible study or whatever and so such it, small feet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wear I wear a seven and a half. I'm a ten. I am also much shorter than she's you. She's a ten, but she's pregnant. She's <laughs> a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just uh <laughs> that's a new TikTok trend right now. Um <laughs> You're like, you have small feet. I was like, I am like to your shoulders, woman. <laughs> I am much shorter than you. I know. I am the short that people think we're dating short, okay? I know. <laughs> because you can come up and put your chin on my head. <laughs> well, not right now. I don't put my chin on anyone's head. My belly gets in the way. <laughs> okay, but no. Can like, can we talk about how every waitress, when we were in Portland, when we told them we wanted separate checks, they were genuinely confused. <laughs> Like, like, I okay, so I wasn't lady. I wasn't really picking up on it, but I did see a couple of double takes of like, wait, no, 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 <laughs> the breakfast lady before we were getting ready to go home, she was like, she like double taked us, she was like, okay, like did not believe us. That ain't my child, okay, everybody, <laughs> that is not my kid. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Billy Jane, it's not my love. <laughs> um. I'm not saying something. Yeah, sorry. About Every art, yeah. One. But I think it's because also art is a really good outlet for yeah. what I'm currently going through. Because I, I remember, this happened to me in high school a lot because I would write really dark, terrible, sad things and people would be like, but you're such a happy person. But you were under immense stress. In high school, yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to face me though. Well, I handle stress relatively well. But that doesn't mean you weren't experiencing the uh-huh. stress. It means you were just handling it well. It was funny. I remember someone was like, how are you able to re- write such dark things when I've never seen you even be mad at anyone? And I was like, listen, dude. I'm an imaginative person. I read everything. <laughs> oh, man. Also, I love it when people are like, oh, I don't like violence. I'm like, no, that's just, you just don't like violence. A true pessimist is someone who is capable of great violence and chooses not to. <laughs> Aang is a true pacifist because he doesn't want to be violent. 
but he can body you real easy. <laughs> hey, hey, come here. You see this? It's your grave if you don't knock it off. Because <laughs> they really did. He tries to avoid violence. Yeah. Every time. And if he does, if he can't, he just does his best to take him out real fast. Yeah. Because which, okay, so by the way, the gray man. Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. My mom didn't realize it was Chris Evans. He's a good actor. He was he was playing a sociopathic villain. Oh. So she was like, I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. And his per- and at this point, he's healthy buff. Not I've been dehydrated for three days buff. Uh-huh. Not Harry Styles hiding his arms because he signed on to the MCU. Did buff. you see that? Yes, I was like, I was I was fun. shook, man. It was like regular arm, Marvel arm, and I was like, damn, Harry. <laughs> You get paid to be at the gym. <laughs> no, I think Mark. No, 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 not Mark. It's the the Indian guy from Eternals. He he had the Bollywood song, and when his character introduction came mm, through, mm, mm, mm. Um, oh. he said he's like, yeah, I look great. He's like, however, this is not achievable for the regular person. It is literally my job to get this way. Yeah. He's like, other people cannot get this because they don't have the time, capacity, or the mo- like. They don't have the money to do this. Mm-hmm. It was like I was literally paid to live at the gym for four months still wouldn't be enough yeah so he was like it's this body type is not realistic because to have it be a realistic you have to be rich and famous and have be paid to do this so he was like sure i look great but it's not feasible it's not or maintainable. maintainable yeah like for like somebody was making a thing about um padme what's her actual name natalie portman thank you <laughs> you knew an actor <laughs> Yeah, because she also looks like Kira Knightley. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. All I remembered was Padme. <laughs> Anyways, um, when she was Thor, she was buff. Uh-huh. And then in an interview, she's not anymore. And someone was like, it's like her muscles disappeared. And someone was like, are you serious? The movie was filmed over a year ago. She hasn't probably lived, been, she hasn't been living at the gym since the filming was done. Yeah. Of course the muscles went away. <laughs> also, somebody brought up a thing. I never thought about it. Hmm. It was this bodybuilder looking guy. And he was like, I don't know what it is. He's like, I can lift like 300 pounds at the gym, but I can have a hard time picking up a couch. Some guy said, because you trained your muscles to pick up weightlifting equipment. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like it never occurred to me that because you do certain things, your, bo- your muscles are literally catered toward that specific thing. It doesn't translate over to other stuff. Unless you're training for a Scottish strongman stuff. Because that's practical muscle, where you're throwing logs around. Okay, but, like, this is something I've thought since, like, high school. Never occurred to me. No, but that's one of the reasons I'm interested in, like, body weight exercises. Mm -hmm. Yoga. I want to learn pole. I like um, climbing. Like, body weight exercises, using my body Mm -hmm. as the exercise equipment. Because, like... Yeah. Because I never thought about it. And I was like, that's probably... Because, like... Weights are cool to like build up your muscles, but I was like, I would prefer to use my own body because that because mm-hmm. if you're using your own body, you can improve your flexibility and dexterity and balance and all of that in one go. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very. I've always thought bodybuilders look really funny, and I've always thought them to be weak. How much of that is tied into the fact that you were in martial arts so young? I don't know. So that you were already learning about your own body and what it was capable of. Well, th- honestly, like being in martial arts so young really did genuinely help me Mm -hmm. overcome the 
societal intros- of this no, is how you should look or no no the 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 failure of introspection because of adhd and tism mm. like not my body and brain don't talk to each other in the same language some days mm-hmm. i remember you said your dad hit you somewhere that was supposed to make your like arm him numb and your like leg fell out from under you and you're like what the heck <laughs> yeah no and i just like um but um people who have ADHD are much more likely to roll their ankles as kids because their muscles aren't holding their ankles properly. Mm -hmm. But going to martial arts, I learned to stop, to stop tripping over things. I stopped rolling my ankles as often. Like the last time I rolled my ankle, I think I was 17. Mm -hmm. You were immediately thrust into strengthening your body Mm -hmm. and learning how to move it, learning how to move it and learning how to make my, my brain and my body speak the same language. Mm firing those synapses and be like okay when this fires it means this and your body's like okay i think we can do that (laughs) which i think saves you from a lot of potential injuries you could have gotten well like the we're in a podcast you can't bring that over right now we'll eat it after we're done (laughs) the freezer love i can't be communicating with a mouthful of sugar i mean i can but it's not a good thing um no but like literally the last time i rolled my ankle i had stepped on the edge of what i didn't realize was a really big dip in dirt because i was camping and then it just and there i went Uh it wasn't even something like i could have been in control of it was totally like that would have happened to anyone Mm so you're like so it was basically a normal person at ankle roll (laughs) yeah instead of my brain doesn't know how to tell my muscles to not be weak it was bad i was I was chair bound for about a half a day because we were at a a, a church camp. Uh, Elevate your leg. Elevate. Yeah, Yeah, it was wrapped. It was elevated. And then at one point, the fire got too big and I couldn't move away and someone had to save me. (laughs) And uh, that sweater still has holes in it. (laughs) That's how big the fire was. Dang, they just left you. I was like, help! (laughs) They they did move me back. Excuse me, sir. After everyone realized that I like, I Couldn't. couldn't fix the problem myself. Oh, Speaking of the problem, I already told you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my sister, the 2.0 of my family, I told her a story about my 2.0, and she's like, "Taylor, you've created a monster." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> you're allowed to call him that because you also have this same personality trait." Yeah, she got to fix it, Felix child. I do. He's like, "Oh, that's a problem. I'm gonna fix it for you." <laughs> um. And my sister is also like that, which is like. I explained it to her as she got real annoyed or he I explained it to her as he got real annoyed so he fixed the problem she's like she's like I relate I relate (laughs) yeah because she also has that personality trait and I was ah there this visceral moment of realizing if you weren't sure if he was your nephew before (laughs) oh no this visceral moment of realizing that he had that personality trait I was like oh oh no oh no (laughs) like i have created an independent child already it's not even the independence it's just like what's gonna come out of that independence (laughs) um yeah anyways but also like when that guy said the thing about like what you train your muscles for depending on what you do kind of was like so that's why i had so much lean toned muscle in high school because all of my sporting was toward athleticism in softball Mm mm-hmm and if you have big bulky muscles, they are in the way. Mm-hmm. You were lean. Mm-hmm. I was 
deceptively strong. Mm-hmm. You didn't look like you could punch through a wall, but you could. Yeah. You didn't look like you could throw Tyler Thurman over your shoulder, but you could. I don't even remember that, like, how it started. I just remember him looking up at me and being shocked. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> He's like, me? <laughs> me, you threw me here. Was his own but at least you know your training worked. Yeah, so Purely I, reactionary. I was listening to a podcast and somebody's like, the thing is, we always think we're going to rise to the level of the occasion. But what actually happens is you fall to the level of your training. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's a really good way to like distinguish that. Just kind of let me know that when I worked at Only Stock Hotel, I got stories. Man. I learned that I was a doer. I don't freeze. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> when things go wrong, I react. Nice. Mm. And I think it's because partially because of my parents. We're like, when this happens, this is what you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whenever like something would break on the car, be like, hey, Dad, this is broken. He'd be like, well, come here. Let me show you how to fix it. Instead of like just fixing it, he would show me the steps on how to do it. I'm at the point where I'm asking my dad to teach me how to do things. He's like, you could have learned this years ago. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't want to years ago. <laughs> and I had to. Well, my dad, it wasn't never like, you're going to fix this yourself. It was like, watch me do this thing so that next time it happens, you know the steps. I was conscripted labor. <laughs> it was a, it was not a choice. <laughs> hey, Avery, will you go tell him to leave his lights off or I'm going to take his light bulbs? What do you mean turn him down? No, he keep he keeps turning on the lights. And if he turns them on and off enough, it'll override it back to normal. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I will steal his light bulbs. I am not afraid. Um What did I say? I don't know. What are you saying? Oh yeah. Um, for instance, oh this poor dog. Her name was Lily. She was a Doberman. With non-cropped ears, so they were floppy. If, if you can't... Oh. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to tell him the other night that if he put his uh, trampoline behind the door again <gasps> and locked me out, I was going to take it away. Because <laughs> I went... Like, I tried to open that's it. That's a like, safety issue right there. That's exactly why. Like, yeah, it's irritating that I can't get in your room. But, like, if I can't get in your room and, and there's, there's something fire, wrong, yeah. Like, that's an absolutely not. Mm-hmm. He hasn't tried it since. Because um, I think he realized just how serious I was. <laughs> He's saying something about... Oh, is the trampoline in the way? Take it away. Shove it in the closet. It's currently stuck there now. Because he wanted the lights on. Mm-hmm. You've created, you've created a smart child. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, which when he's older will be nice, but yeah, <laughs> I'll get there. We'll be fine eventually. Um. Oh yeah, so there's this dog, Lily Doberman, non-cropped ears. She had a heart condition to the point where the vet told her owner, like, she's a ticking time bomb. Mm. She's just gonna fall over one day and be gone. We knew she had a heart condition, and he had left her with us while he went backpacking somewhere for, like, two months. Mm-hmm. She goes, great. She loved it there. Had a great time. And then we hadn't seen her while. She'd come back, and that day she came back, just fell over. We had, like, there was a camera 
of her, she did like a, she kind of was running around, stopped, did like a wobble thing, and then just fell over. Oh. And it was like horrible to watch. And then the one girl, it was so interesting because she ran a hiking program for dogs off leash. Like that was her business. Okay. But the way that she just like froze up and didn't know what to do. When I was young, well, again, I was like 18, so I was a little judgmental. <laughs> but I realized that that had never happened to her before. Mm-hmm. Her training is based on dog fights, which don't happen because they're off leash. Yeah. So they have the ability to get away. So a lot of her training is revolving around working on recall and calm dogs. Yeah. And when one just falls over for no reason, like she just had no idea what to do. Yeah. But again, you fall to the level of your training. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, my other coworker Tori, she said, she's like, I don't know how you got over there so fast, because apparently I jumped the fence. <laughs> like, I put my hand on parkour my way over there. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just was, I went, I have to get over there. And, like, I, it felt like two seconds that I was like, oh, crap. And then I was next to the dog. And I had put my, because I could see it was um, the delayed reaction of, like, the brain firing signals. Because yeah. she was like, she looked like she was gagging. Oh, because her, her brain still had oxygen. Yeah. So I put my fingers into her fa- mouth like maybe she's choking. I couldn't feel anything. And then all the dogs were like, what's going on? And I was like, hey, you. I was Because I knew. My mama told me this several times. Like, you need to point and direct people. Yeah. You need to be very specific. You can't say someone. You got to. Yeah. So I pointed. I was like, you. Help me carry her out. Mm-hmm. And then we. I never. I didn't know this. He's having a hard time in there. Yeah. He's exhausted. Mm-hmm. Still quite too young to understand that your body's saying go to bed but again mm-hmm. introspection with adhd mm-hmm. um. no he's he's dramatic we're just gonna keep going <laughs> okay, i'm just laughing at it um so then we i actually had to google how to do cpr on a dog i don't you push on their side up closer specifically to their-, their left side Okay. So you gotta lay them down on the right side and do one two three make sure your mouth is over their nose and their mouth because if you Ooh. breathe just into their mouth, it'll, it'll come out come their out. nose. Yeah. yeah. And their mouth snouts are usually long, small enough that you can do that. Mm-hmm. So we did that until the vet got there. And the vet, like, did a couple seconds, asked us some questions. She's like, oh, she's been gone. And the minute she fell over, she was gone. Because mm. mm-hmm. she immediately defecated, so. Oh, yeah. Once, usually once your brain is done. Tell, tell sign that they're gone. And I immediately cried, and I felt horrible. Because that guy loved that dog and was so glad he found a place. He didn't blame us for anything. He knew. Yeah. He was like, the doctors were like, three years ago, the doctors like, literally any day. We don't know when. We can't predict it. Here's some medication to help her heart rate. But like, we, she's just. It's going to give up. Yeah. Her heart's just going to fall out on her one day. I felt so bad for him because he was at work. We had to call him and be like, your dog died. And he couldn't leave because he was just on a two-month backpack trip. Yeah. Because America, but... So we carried her upstairs and put her on a blanket, and he came by later to come pick her up, and I was like... And then it's horrible because rigor mortis. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. And then the other dog was Coco, who... I did not want this dog here. Mm-hmm. But the owner never had a dog in his life. So he's like, it's fine. And I was like, it is not fine. The only dog that, the only dogs that this dog knows are the two it grew up with. Never met any other dogs besides these two. Oh, no. I don't want him in here. 
Yeah. And they're like, it's fine. And his body language was, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, if I could have left him alone in like a separate crate or cage or took all three of them to the outside area, just left him all day, they would have been fine. Yeah. Because the other two were fine. They didn't care. But they had also grown up like in dog parks and stuff. And this pit bull, this pit bull was like two years old and had known nothing but them. Oh, no. So he was not okay. So Coco is a puppy. She had a great time playing around, a little noisy. But she was doing too much, and it was stressing him out. Mm-hmm. So he went in for a little correction of stop it, but got a little bit too... He was a little too amped up when he did. So he grabbed her leg, shook it, and then ran away. But he got her in such a way it got her veins, mm. and she bled everywhere. And she wasn't even a year old yet, so it really freaked her out. Yeah... So I was just walking around, and I hear this giant yelp behind me. I turn around, and there's a puddle of blood on the ground, and Coco's, like, screaming in pain. So I pick up this 40-pound dog back when I had, like, no muscles. I almost <laughs> didn't make it off the ground. <laughs> so I pick her up, and I carry her over to the behavioral assessment thing, which is a little tidy paddock area. I get her in there, and she's freaking out and i literally just scoop her up and sit her in my lap and hold her tight and Mm -hmm. she's like shivering because she was like going full on panic mode until i squeezed her a little bit she's like okay okay you can do this and i had my hand wrapped around her ankle because it was bleeding bad yeah and and i on my radio i was like can i get some towels just very calmly and then the guy who was trying to be a dog trainer comes in and just immediate deer in headlights and i look at him and i said get me some towels (laughs) and then he left and then he came back and i said call the vet <laughs> and give him two tasks gave him one at a time yeah because he was definitely shell-shocked deer in headlights like head Whoa! and then my other co i can't remember his name but he was like my he was my work buddy mm-hmm. it was one of those things where we come in and they'd be and they would be there and they would see me like oh you're working today <laughs> like, and then he came out from the kitchen from preparing the dog lunch i was like what the and he looked down and went oh and then cleaned up the massive puddle of blood <laughs> Oh man! Because again, it's like it was—they weren't deep, they weren't bad, but it's like when you get a cut on your forehead and it, it just bleeds, bleeds forever. Bleeds. So then we carry her up into the two front display rooms, which is like a hotel bedroom kind of thing. So carry him up into there, and <laughs> he's so dramatic. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, it's because he's exhausted. <laughs> and so carry in there. And I'm in there, and her blood's starting to coagulate a little bit, but I don't really want to take my hand off because it's it's sticking to me a little bit, so I just kept it there. And she also, like, the minute I would let go of her, she'd start to freak out a little bit. I was very much her safety net Yeah. because I immediately swooped in and removed her, and she was like, oh, okay, I'm good with you. So then her, because we make everybody sign a waiver before they drop their dog off, like, when they become a client of your dog can and will get hurt here. Yeah. Dogs have teeth, they play, a nick is going to happen. Um, and we even had the video footage to be like, look, this is what happened to your dog. Yeah. And I, had I not been financially stressed, I would have told her I didn't want this dog in there. He said, okay, I did not want this dog in there. I knew it was going to happen and it did. Uh, if I had had my way, I would have been like, no, I'm not taking this dog in here. Nope. You need- he gets to sit in a kennel for the rest of the day. He doesn't get to come in here. He's going to be... He's a hazard. And then I felt worse because it was a pit bull. Mm-hmm. So just further Already, like, the- further the stigma. But really, it was just socialization. He needed to be socialized and not in that situation. No. That's a... 
Yeah. That if there was like three dogs, he would have been okay, but there were forty, so he was not okay. <laughs> I mean, arguably, if I'm trying to meet three people versus forty, mm-hmm. I'm also stressed. Yeah. So So then mom comes to get her, vets came, patched her up and said, Yeah, it's not a bad bite, it just got a vein, so it made it seem a lot worse than it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they leave and I'm like, Okay, and he's like, Are we gonna go back in there? And I was like, Dude, Billy, my man. I am covered in blood head to toe. You I'm really want home. me standing in these giant windows where new potential clients come in and see me covered in blood? Because I was like, I'm going to go home and change. He's like, no. And I was like, dude, this is not a good look for you. <laughs> I am covered. Well, I am- you can take your own business, but like. I was like, my gray pants are brown <laughs> and my orange hoodie looks like it's trying to be tie-dye. Like, it's visibly blood. So I went home and I walked in and I was like, hi, what happened to you? <laughs> and I said the dog got me at work and I went downstairs, threw all my clothes in the laundry bin yeah. and went back to work. Yeah. Man, the biggest puddle of bud I've seen, 1.0 was three months old and he'd gone in for surgery on his testy and we were in post-op, like recovery. I, I know they're different. I don't remember which one we were in. We were like, he'd woken up from anesthesia. We were just like finalizing paperwork and everything and uh, avery was holding him and then at one point we go to put him like back in the bed or like change people and uh <laughs> and then at one point like avery moves 1.0 and there's just this massive puddle of blood on his leg Mm. because at this point 1.0 still had an iv in his ankle because mm. when they're so small they just put them in their feet and ankles um it had come disconnected and so all of the blood that was in the tubing had oh. poured onto his pants so you were like oh my god a stitch broke open yeah no we're like what where is it coming and from? the nurse was like okay he's disconnected we're good we're good we're not gonna reconnect him because you guys are good to go home soon like <laughs> And then, it's and then not, Avery was gone It is his really blood, but he's not time. actively bleeding. <laughs> yeah. He was gone a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, he has a massive wet spot on his pants because he'd apparently taken off his pants and was trying to rinse them out in, in this thing instead of just going home. <laughs> going home, carry him lead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kid slept that entire day and woke up a different human. <laughs> he was in so much pain. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. Like, even like yeah even after the surgery he was in less pain than he was before mm. yeah all is well he's got it fixed yep um i say you're gonna say it's bedtime oh eventually but what do you mean eventually my <laughs> so last sunday um mom and dad have been talking about golden doodles and i thought they didn't want another animal so, they're talking about golden noodles, and my, and my mom was like, man, they're just really pretty. But she did research that you have to be very particular about which breeder you pick. Because people are now seeing them as a cash grab. Yeah. And the guy who invented them regrets doing so. Because they're becoming such a, a cash grab thing. Anyway, so my dad's like, yeah, I just really like how they don't shed. And my mom's talking about all their characteristics. Because they get the smarts of the poodle with the behavioral of the Labrador or the or the golden retriever. Yeah. And I was like, so dad, 
when we got home, I was like, that's like the third conversation I've had, I've witnessed between you and mom about a dog. He's like, I don't want to adopt the dog, but I am trying to hint to your mother that if she wants one, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason my mom hasn't looked for another one, another dog, is because I don't work from home. Mm. And when and you have travel. a dog, it makes travel way harder. And I was like, that's why you just have a travel dog, mom. It just comes with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley was saying that, oh, they should get an Aussie doodle. An Aussie <sighs> golden doodle. Which is an Aussie doodle and a golden doodle together. I feel... So they're smaller. I feel that this energy level would not be conducive. It actually kind of is. Because if you have two doodle, two poodles going together and then you have... Um, the Aussie it, and the, the lab or the retriever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is a little higher energy, but it's smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says that just because it's technically her brother-in-law's dog was definitely her dog. <laughs> you pay for him. He's mine. <laughs> yeah. So like every, so she takes her on walks all the time and does baths and it sleeps in their room a lot. Um, it was funny because she was like missing my dog because she's with her actual owner. <laughs> yeah. She loves a dog. Um, definitely has still a puppy. Not quite a year old, but we'll probably have forever puppy look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, poor Samson. He's getting old. My sister's got a dog named Samson. Most dominant dog I've ever met in my life, except for that wolf dog at the dog park. I've never met a dog so dominant as that one that the rest of the dogs at the dog park would follow it around. <laughs> because they were too scared to do anything other than follow it around. I follow? I follow. Yes, I follow. And it was it was definitely he said it was wolf dog, but I was like, everything about the body is screaming Malamute. Mm. Like it is fluffy. It's like literally everything I know about Malamute is in this dog. Mm-hmm. That's it. I was like because I've seen wolf dogs and yeah. their behaviorals freak me out. Because I know a lot about dogs. I recognize dog behavior. The minute it does like so I was at PetSmart. We do not sponsor. <laughs> we are not sponsored by. Um, not that we'd want to be sponsored by them anyways. No. If we want an animal company, we want Chewy. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he was getting irritated. And usually when dog gets irritated, they do a bark and snap thing. Yeah. This guy stopped moving and put his head down mm-hmm. and stared. And my the, ha- the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Because I was like, that is not a dog behavior. Nope. And before, and the second I saw him do it, I snapped him out of it. So I was like, no, no. Because everything about that behavior says I'm waiting for your weakness to attack you. Not correct you. Attack you. That kind of reminds me of my cat, like, lining up to, like, zoom in on my children. And I'd be like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Shove on the butt. Because, like, Tail wasn't even doing anything to indicate behavior. mm which was really weird. Because, like, wolves do not have dog tendencies at all. And, no, we like, so wolf out he them. would be doing dog play 
And the minute he got irritated, switched over to wolf behavior that I was like, no, I am not. Mm-mm. We're not doing that today. Because he was young enough that he was allowing me to correct him. Okay. Which I was like, I will do this every second of chance because you will become a dangerous dog if you were, if people are not consistent with you. And his owners knew that, thank God. Oh, good. Because I told them what they did and they're like, yeah, we're working on that. Okay. And I was like, oh, good. You know that because they're like, yeah. They're like, he has a really small percentage of wolf but because of how genetics just sometimes is like boom all of it here yeah and they're like basically they're like his mom is a german shepherd his dad was like a third wolf dog okay but it came through enough that he looked like a miniaturized wolf (laughs) Mm. so they're like yeah we know he's got some wolf dog potential and apparently um one of their really good friends had like a wolf dog rescue oh okay and was like He's not, he's too dog to be here. Like, they'll beat him up. <laughs> um, but they're like, he's. he said he's definitely going to have some behaviors that you're going to have to really work out of him. Work out, yeah. So, like, you can't train it out of him. There's always going to be part of him. But you can train him to be like, that's not a behavior we like. Yeah. And then he'll learn to be like, oh, I can't do that. Because <laughs> otherwise, he was a really sweet, mellow dog. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I'm like, that's not a dog. I don't like that. No. <laughs> Our... He's really, really freaking old now, but our neighbor's dog, Banff, which is the acronym for, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, goodness. He is the quietest husky I've ever seen in my life. I've never heard him bark or howl. I know. And, I, I yeah. was going to say. He is the quietest, most melodious husky I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like I actually forgot your neighbors had a husky because mm-hmm. he's not annoying. Mm-mm. And... And the only time I've ever seen him do something that me and my friends were like, whoa, um, we found this boxer just wandering around our neighborhood. Yeah. And I was back when um, Cody was over. It was one of my birthday parties, and Cody was there, and my friend Jessica Oren. And anyways, um, we found a boxer. We're like, oh, we're going to figure out where this guy lives. And so we called the number and went to the vet's office. Like, hey, we found this dog. They're like, oh, well, the chips is there at this address, which was an old address. Mm-hmm. So then, like, when we finally got through, like, yeah, we're at this address. And, like, oh, shoot, we moved, like, two weeks ago, which is probably why their boxer got lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they came and picked the dog. But anyways, when we finally caught him, we were in the their sidewalk, basically. And Bam looked out the window and put his head down and stared. And we were like, whoa. And that boxer immediately was like, I am in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was then that I realized that Banff was a dominant dog, but he doesn't have to exert his dominance ever. Yeah. So I was like, man, him and Samson would hate each other. <laughs> yeah, probably. Samson's a dominant dog in the way that he will find out which... He'll be like, oh, I don't like you. Who's your owner? Okay, I'm going to go over to this owner and be overly excited to see them and annoy you. And the minute you try to absurd do your claims about it, I will beat your ass. Like, he was so mean. My sister quit taking him to dog parks because he was so mean. <laughs> she was like, he won't play with anybody. And if he does play with someone, it has to be a really submissive, competent dog. And then if he doesn't like them, he'll go irritate their owners. And then the dog will be, like, incensed. And then Samson's so dominant that he'll be like, you can't tell me what to do. And they're like, I know, but that's my man. <laughs> that's my human. So she was like, you know what? No more dog park for you. You're just going to be mean. <laughs> You're being mean. You don't get to play with each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's a good dog, though. He's getting old, though. Because yeah, those, those nephews of mine, a lot of the chickens have died. <laughs> and my sister was saying, I'm really glad their first experience with animal death was with one of the chickens. 
And not her dog. And not the dog. Because she's like, now they have a concept of how death works Mm -hmm. without it being horrifyingly traumatic. Yeah. Because, like, like, they were sad because my oldest nephew really knows the chickens very well. Yeah. And literally his free time is spent with the chickens, talking to the chickens, hanging out with the chickens. So, like, he was really sad, but she was, my sister was like, yeah, he cares about the chickens, but not the way he does about Samson. Samson's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So she was like, when he goes, they're going to be absolutely devastated. But she was like, thank God they are experienced with death enough at this point that they won't understand what's happened to Samson. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, one point I was only in, like, three and a half, but, like, we've already talked about death. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the very, like, yeah, their body stops working, and then their soul, the the bit of them that's that's them, their personality, that leaves. That's as deep as I went, because he's three and a half. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. I know, because, like, I... I've always had dogs. This is probably the longest time I've gone without having a dog currently. Because when my dog Missy died, it was three months later and we got Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not a long time. <laughs> my whole, my mom and my sister and me were like, nope, mm-mm, don't like this, need a dog. Because <laughs> my mom literally spent those three months going to my dad being like, we need a dog, we need a dog. And my dad was like, fine, it has to be small and cannot shed. Okay, that's all I want. <laughs> and he was like, and I will not take care of it. And we're like, fine. You don't have to. It's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually surprised your sister hasn't gotten her own dog yet. She lives in an apartment. Or a condo area. If she had her own house, she would have gotten a dog right now. Yeah. Even just a small dog. Like, sort of. been waiting to hear. She already lives it. next to neighbors whose dogs are barking incessantly. Oh. And she was like, I refuse to inflict that on people. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, if I had my own house, I could work on that training-wise. Yeah. But she was like, I live, like, however yeah. thick a wall is away from somebody. Like, that's not fair to them. Yeah. And for sure, though. I want a dog. Did you see that video? Where the guy was like, you should stop breeding wolves. That's so bad. No, 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 no. And then it shows this lady. She's like, sorry, I regret to inform you. There's not an ounce of wolf in this. This is an Irish wolfhound. There is no wolf in this dog. There's no wolf in this. <laughs> no, 100% dog. And he's just sitting there with a little tendon, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I love him. I would love a dog that big, but I don't think I have a lifestyle that is nice for a dog that big. I wish wolf has a pretty kill. Mm hmm. So are Great Danes. They're just so big. I want a medium sized dog. Mm. Ozzy's medium sized. Yeah. But I know I'm just going to go to the pound and be like, who needs me? Who, who needs co- to be loved? Who's, who's coming home with me? It's funny because people are like, oh, you should have a senior one. I'm like, listen, listen. The reason I don't want to adopt a senior dog is because I don't get enough time. And, I don't, and I'm not ready to deal with heartbreak that fast in the relationship, okay? <laughs> I would like more than three or four years with my dog. I was supposed to love you forever. And then you died. I <laughs> know. <laughs> So I feel like I want an adolescent dog. I don't want a puppy. No. But I want like a dog that's definitely like three or four. Yeah. But that's a weird. I also want a puppy to raise up a really good dog, but puppies are a lot of work. I don't want to put in the work. My coworker got a puppy, and we didn't know what kind of puppy until today when we got on a Zoom call, and we're like, (gasps) it's a corgi. 
Oh, I love corgis. Corgis are weird, though. They are a mix of asshole and adorable. I've met some of the worst I, corgis and some of the best corgis. I, I know a couple people like that. San Francisco was my favorite corgi. <laughs> that was the corgi's name. Mm-hmm. Um, he went. They called him San Fran. He would only respond to me if I said Frisco. I'd be like, San Fran! San Fran! Frisco! And he'd be like, what? I don't think his parents knew that. And I was like, he goes by Frisco, but you guys don't know that. <laughs> so my mom, I was over at her house with the boys. And she goes, she's trying to call 2.0. And she goes, Taylor, Avery, or Taylor, brother's name, Avery. Stop, child. <laughs> Stop, child. And I just laughed. It's like, mom, you called him by his father's name. She's like, same family grouping. <laughs> Uh, the, the best I had from my dad was he went Austin, Kelsey, Alex, Johnson. You <laughs> he said the dog's name before he got to me. Yeah, my mom once called me Denise, which is her aunt. In the process of trying to get to my name, yeah, she doesn't remember this, but I vividly remember it being like, "You don't even like Denise." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, hey. <laughs> It wasn't like a bad thing, but it was just like, hmm. <laughs> Avery, you got my medicine. My medicine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mom stabbing myself in the side for that to come through. Oh yes, yeah, insulin. Headphones on, <laughs> but I'm getting real tired, and I'm just. Ah, like, oh, me too. I was just thinking about that video, though, where you said, imagine if this was a book, I would cry with that girl. Oh, where she was singing for him. And he had his fingers on her nose and her throat so he could, quote unquote, hear her he voice. Could, he could feel her voice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Also, also, that one where you got the girl and the guy got engaged and she comes around a corner and then her whole family and then she's like, my mama. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I was like, I think that's going to make you cry. Yeah. But my favorite one that I sent you today is the one where the girl got engaged and her best friend was waiting for her. <laughs> they're both of their, like, significant others were recording. Because they were prepared, because they're like, this is going to be good. As we said on Zoom, or not Zoom, on Marco Polo the other day, Taylor was like, this is my soulmate. This, this is the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the love of my life. And she, she is my soulmate. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to be those two ladies that live on the farm with the aminos. The aminos. The aminos. That's the other thing. I can't. I want a Newfoundland. Why? Because they're fluffy. <laughs> Do you want to clean up the fluff every time? But also, they're some of the most chill dogs I've ever experienced in my life. Okay. That's fair. Because mm-hmm. I know they're a livestock guardian dog, but they are chill as hell. Which lets me know that, like, if children were ever involved in their life consistently and something happened to them, they'd go full attack mode. Yeah. And they, I would protect these children. They are part of the herd. These are my ones? Well, I've realized that um, Newfoundlands are more of a perimeter guard mm-hmm. and they like to scare away enemies. Whereas Anatole and Shepard is I will kill said enemy. I destroy, I destroy. Mm-hmm. I heard a story about a pit bull. This guy... Came home and his pit bull was just shredded to pieces, cuts all over him. And he was like, What the heck happened to you? So he rushed him off to the vet, got him all patched up. And when he got home, 
he followed the trail of his dog's blood mm-hmm. and was like, who hurt you? And he found nine dead coyotes. Yeah, and he was like, my dog was fighting for its life and won. Like nine? Because coyotes are typically solitary creatures. Yeah. And they they have been known to form pack structures, but they tend to be more solitary. But they're not dogs, so it's not their life. Oh my god, nine. Mm-hmm, nine. And I was like, damn. Sometimes I use the word nine no 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 watching you stab yourself i was just reminded how you're like no i need you to come over and do this because i will freak out and you're just so casual about it now and i was like It's a poke with a really incredibly sharp, tiny needle. And sometimes I can get it in this spot. Like, I don't have any nerves right up against the skin in that area. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even hurt. Like, that one hurt a little bit, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't like, ah, that was totally a nerve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like, sometimes I, like, try in a spot. I'm like, mm, nope, we're, we're going to move. That's, a, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Also, these are not pregnancy leggings. They just fit. <laughs> But I, I, I had to return three pair of pregnancy leggings to find a pair that actually fit. How weird. But my normal leggings fit just fine. <laughs> the first pair I returned, these suckers didn't have stretchy seams. Which is like you're pregnant, dude. I'm Why sorry. would you not have stretchy seams? Are you under the assumption that only your belly grows when you're w- pregnant? Were they made by men? <laughs> men. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I sent you that video today where that guy was like, this is what I want in a relationship. And I was like, why is it the Asian men? Why the Asian? How many years have you been reading and or watching manga and anime? Shut up. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> more more specific. I tell you why the Asian men. <laughs> and more specifically, now I have a visual representation of Asian men in the form of K-pop. Also that K-drama, the, the incredible attorney oh. whatever. The incredible attorney Wu. Yeah. She is, first of all, A plus representation of autism. Like, are you Stereo joking? Autism, yes. Yes, but also in a way that's not derogatory or terrible. Like, she's she's a successful attorney mm-hmm. who's doing well, who has a massive support group who loves her. Okay, but, like, just just the screenshots I've seen and the one you sent me today, like, put me in, or yesterday, that put me in tears. I was like, she doesn't think she can make him happy, and yeah. she's taking away his choice, but yes. she doesn't realize that's what she's doing. Yes, which she's probably, knowing that he's just a walking green flag, is going to relay that to her. Once he gets through his grief a little bit. Yes, which they said he hasn't smiled once. Like the episode that came out after she broke up with him, not a single smile on his face. Aww. Like she literally removed his joy. Because she is his joy. And I was like, and when she gets in the car, like, why aren't you with him? She's like, oh, I said we couldn't be, we shouldn't be together. And both of her friends turn around and go, what? what? <laughs> like, excuse you? And he's just so heartbroken because he thinks she's amazing. She is. Uh, 
Like the way that she sees the world, he's just just like he's just like, you know what? That is a better way to see the world. I agree. That's awesome. Sorry, my uterus is trying to play mm-hmm. alien. Also, that one friend, where she was like, um, "You were sunshine." Yeah, she's like, "Am I like this?" And she's like, "No, you're like the spring sun." And her friend immediately goes, "Oh my gosh!" Well, like, like her friend, like you can see like the gradual tears forming. Could, like see it, like she was like, "What? What do you mean?" And then like. Attorney Blue goes on to explain that, like, this and this and this. Like, you were kind to me. You were patient. You were, like, like you are basically what the summer spring sun, or what the spring sun feels like. Yeah. And, and you could just see her about to cry. Because this has probably been the most authentic compliment she'd ever received. I know, right? Like, this show, I am waiting till all the episodes come out. I'm spoiled beyond belief, but I need to see it in its entirety. I cannot wait for every week to happen. I need all of it together. I refuse. This might be one that I like actively like sit down. Mm-hmm. I had to tell someone today that I was like, I'm never going to watch The Good Place. You can just tell me the things. It's pretty great, but you don't have to watch it. I will. I, it's only three seasons because the writers were aware enough to go, this story is only told in three seasons. Mm-hmm. After three seasons, that's the end of the story. Yeah, we're not going to drag it out more. because we're, yeah, they're like, they basically were like, we planned out three seasons and that's all we're telling. And I was like, good, because then that means this retains its good status. Yeah. Doesn't get worn out. <sighs> yeah, no, I just, I was like, I don't think I've genuinely picked up something new that's not, like, anime since, like, one point it was born. Mm. Yeah. I, again, this, because I, I haven't ever watched it. I started watching 1K drama, and then I got really distracted with something. I can't remember what it was. I, okay, that's that's a lie. What did I watch? I watched a zombie K drama. It was good. The last Korean thing I watched was um, Train to Busan. Uh huh. That's a good zombie movie. Absolutely heart wrenching. Yeah. It's a good zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> that actor though, the way he was just like absolutely cause sobbing. Because he was like, I have to leave you because I will catch, turn you into a zombie if I don't. Yeah. But oh my god, I love you so much. Like, <laughs> it just rips your heart out. Mm-hmm. He's such a good actor, though. Because he wasn't doing like the dramatic hot guy cry. He was like ugly Gut crying. My soul he was shattered. crying for real crying. Mm-hmm. And it was really refreshing to see. Because when people cry for real, it ain't pretty. No. I don't know why that just reminded me of that basketball player about when he was playing with kobe <laughs> and he's like yeah and we get to like the i don't know basketball terms the fourth quarter or whatever and he was like and kobe goes you had a great game and he goes what and then he started moving off he's like what are you on <laughs> apparently it's like a pretty famous game because the amount of stuff he did in the last quarter of the game oh man and it was like you were celebrating he's like yeah like to my face you had a good game and then just destroyed me <laughs> And I was like, can you imagine being that good of a basketball player that you can wait until the last end of the game to just go off? I bet he had money on that. Mm. It doesn't make sense if he didn't. (laughs) I mean, that's the cynic in me. It's fine. I was still, I couldn't believe when the news report came out about the helicopter crash. Honestly, I still sometimes think it's a joke. 
I was like, I I was like, listen, I don't care about basketball. I don't care. But when I heard that Kobe Bryant and his little girl had died in a helicopter crash, I was like, I feel like I'm going to cry. I feel like I'm going to cry. No, like literally to this day, it feels fake in my brain because Mm -hmm. helicopter crashes happen so infrequently. My brain refuses to accept that this is the actual reality. Mm -hmm. Because helicopters out of a lot of flying things are actually relatively stable. I learned why they you have board they, planes. You don't like fill planes back to front. It's weight distribution. Yeah. Because every time we we go board front to back, I get annoyed because I have to walk past all these people and like. That's annoying. They're mm-hmm. just look at me. I don't want that. Like. I just yeah, but then you're there. like, no, it's actually a flying tin machine. It needs to have relatively good weight balance. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> oh. The Gray Man, by the way. Reunion. (laughs) (laughs) For context, people, we were talking about the end of your name, and they have a reunion that's visual, and they see each other, but I was like, I want one with physical touch. I just want a touching reunion, and so I reach over, and I touch her, and I go, reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to make that joke stick in my brain a little longer. Anyways, The Gray Man. You would appreciate The Gray Man because of the fighting. I like fighting. Because you, because I remember when you watched um, Pacific Rim and you're like, it's actual, legit stuff you would do in real life. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Which is why I think you'd appreciate the Gray Man. Also, Ryan Gosling character, he's like, infam- literally, he works for the CIA. And this guy is trying to take him down because he's corrupt, whatever it is. And he's like, open the file. And it's an empty file. And he says, out of a, he said, out of a decade long career, that is all the information we have on this man. That's he's literally trained to be a ghost undetectable no records i don't like this mm-hmm. chrissy wake up <laughs> <laughs> i love all the edits of it especially especially the death moment chrissy wake up that's my favorite one <laughs> that's my favorite one because it's so dramatic and also just that nuance of like this is tiktok meme and i'm like yes anyways um. Oh yeah. So Ryan Gosling's character knows he's pretty infamous. Figures out that hey, some weird crap's going on. Calls his oats old young like, hey yo, I think this dude's sideways. And he's like, makes sense. Like, which immediately establishes he trusts this guy a lot. Mm-hmm. That he would call him and say, I think this guy is corrupt, and doesn't even have to be like imply or anything. Just says this guy's crap. And his CEO's like, yeah, makes sense. And his CEO's retired at this point. Um, and his program was the gray man. You were unnoticeable. You were undetectable. People don't remember you. Yeah. And you take out really horrible bad people. And it starts off with him in jail. Okay. Because he's like, he's like, what? Are you gonna get my He's like, no, you work for us. I work for the CIA. Like, you come work for us now. And you take out really bad people. And seeing as how you already killed one, I don't think it'll be a problem for you. And then it goes 10 years later. <gasps> or no, 16 years later. So he's like literally been 20 years mm-hmm. being an expert CIA assassin man. Did you know that if you want to be an FBI agent, you have to, you're only allowed to work for like 25 years before being forced into retirement. So like you have to be like 35 or younger to apply to be an FBI agent. Because you have to retire at like 55 or something. 
hey, yo, government, um, I think that you should adopt the ideas of the FBI. Please. Because <laughs> the FBI has behavioral units when they probably register that after about 50, you don't actually start operating on all cylinders anymore. What do you want us to do? Elect more millennials? Well, given my understanding of linear time, yes. I'm curious what the options are. <laughs> well, Gen Z's a little young right now, so I think millennials will do. Oh, man. I'm, I'm reading paperwork i'm doing a class these young millennials young millen- the, the youngest millennials are, are over 25 the youngest millennials are heading toward their 30s like, okay no <laughs> boyfriend's technically gen z he's right on the border he's a cusper mm-hmm. he's a 96 technically a 96 falls into millennials 97 i mean oh then he's a cusper because mm-hmm. i was like 96 i was like he's 97 and i'm 94 because i was like wait a minute there's three year difference <laughs> 97 uh anyways with the gray man though so he's like hey things are happening this is shady and then he's like all these people are trying to kill me <laughs> it's just this man literally is decimating like the best private sector teams by himself they can have nine coyotes at once and the entire time he's just annoyed like, he's so annoyed by everything. I just... And this girl comes to help him because, like, her career's on the line. So she's like, you know what? And he's like, listen, they're trying to kill me. What makes you think they're not going to kill you next? And she kind of went, hmm, good point. <laughs> and then starts helping him because they unleash a sociopath, a.k.a. Chris Evans. <laughs> and he's literally, like, they literally, like, blow up Spain. Like They blow up what? So... They're trying to get this guy, and it everything coalesces into the culmination of a train is run away. A lot of people are injured and dead. Okay. Civilians and so cops. Coalesces. Coalesces. That's how you say that word. Yeah. And then what did they blow up? Because I heard Spain. So I say it's Spain, not the country. Like, literally, it's just basically like a disaster happened in Spain. A lot of people hurt. Okay, the government's like... a decently large country. How did you blow up the entirety of Spain? It was it was a phrase, not alliteration. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why i gave you more details <laughs> anyways so like she finally gets in there and he, he's handcuffed to a bench mm-hmm. and these giant super operative wet teams are trying to kill him and nobody can and eventually it co- <laughs> the guy's name is lloyd that chris evans plays he's like will someone shoot the man handcuffed to the bench <laughs> And he, so then it shows him, like, he's trying to reach the gun, and they keep shooting, and he just goes, because he's mad, because he keeps shooting at his hand, and he was like, I just want the gun. And then he finally gets a gun, but because one hand gets handcuffed, he cocks it with his shoe. Oh. Like, so he puts it here, loads the mag in, and goes like this with the shoe to get it cocked. And then he takes out, like, four people. <laughs> I mean, way to be. And then finally shoots off the handcuff. It was funny. He killed a bunch of people, and then went to go shoot off the handcuff, and it ran out of guns, and he was like, you could just see his immediate, like, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> and then, so, it culminates, so then he's on this train, it's a runaway train, crashes into a building, he jumps off and lands on a car, to the girl that came to save him, and he gets in the car, and she goes, are you okay? And he goes, well, my ego's a little bruised, I would like to opportunity to rescue you at some point. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I love his character so much. And his CEO has a niece that he's raising because his brother-in-law and his wife died in a car accident. Okay. And she's got a pacemaker. Mm-hmm. And so then Lloyd finds out that, hey, 
these two are talking i'm gonna go kidnap this girl no and when and then there's a flashback to when um six first met her Mm -hmm. and it's very obvious he doesn't know how to behave around children (laughs) because she's definitely just dragging him (laughs) because <laughs> she's like you're an uncomfortable adult let me make it worse <laughs> and then so they're kind of awkward sort of working out stuff and then she comes out and is like there's something wrong so he rushes her off to the hospital which is where he learns that pacemakers can be tracked mm-hmm. so then they can get the information of like you got her real her really fast so we're good there was a programming default we fixed that um we're gonna keep an eye on it just a little bit to make sure kind of thing so when she gets kidnapped he goes to a hospital and looks up the id of her pacemaker and finds out where she is because mm. gps that's how he finds her pacemakers don't have gps no but this is a movie so okay i'm just saying like <laughs> but i think because hers was different whatever they got live feed updates for what it was doing i don't remember but i was like sure suspension to leave i'll accept it <laughs> so that's how he goes find her but they've developed enough of a relationship at that point because she's like all my family i have left is my uncle and he's like hey me too because they have a total son father relationship thing mm-hmm. and then him and his niece so it's like at that point they're all connected so he he gets there and he like he finally gets to the base where they are and he opens up the door and she's like you came and her uncle's like who did you think was coming <laughs> of course he did and it's sad though because they're trying to get out and then he gets fatally shot so he's the uncle so he's like slowly bleeding out and six has to and he's doing his whole calm super soldier thing dragging her away and she's like obviously not okay distraught her uncle is dying so he waits until like so he pretends like he said they roll him over and he has the grenade in his hand and lets it go and almost and kills everybody but lloyd of course because movie but lloyd does get exploded (laughs) So then, then she cries even more because now he's for sure dead. Yeah, there's no saving him from that. Yeah. And then him and Lloyd have a final showdown, which is actually really good because Six is destroying him at hand to hand. Yeah. Like he's absolutely kicking his ass. And then Lloyd gets a knife and has the advantage. Yeah. So stabs him a couple times. And the minute Six gets the knife out of his hand, starts winning. And, yeah, so it's cool. Sorry, my brain, I can feel it starting to process slower. I know, a little bit. Last thing, last thing. So, anyways, so they get captured. CIA is like, you know what? Um, the corrupt people of CIA, she kills Lloyd because he's very much danger and was literally, like, shooting cops. Ooh. And she was like, we're shooting cops now. This is not, like, we're all going to jail. This is okay. So she kills Lloyd under the pretense of six killed him. <laughs> and then... Um, Obviously, the guy who was trying to hunt him down and was like sending all these people after him was like yeah he'll do whatever i say as long as i have the girl kind of thing mm-hmm. and he's literally and he's been recovering for three days in, the, in a hospital because i mean he got stabbed in the shoulder slashed across his stomach stabbed in the thigh <laughs> he just a couple surgeries yeah so so they patched him up and he's lying in a hospital bed and they've transferred the girl out to somewhere claire and so then they go in and he's like, how's he doing? He's like, he's just been sitting there for three days, like lying there for three days, unresponsive. Like, what do you mean unresponsive? Like, he won't eat, he won't sleep. Like, he won't eat food or water, he won't sleep or anything. And there's like police, there's army police lining the hallways. Mm-hmm. So then they open up the elevator door. Every single one of them is down. 
And I was like, the man starved himself for three days and still destroyed you? Oh! <laughs> it's like, the man's recovering from surgery and still took out all of you without three days of food and water. Oh my gosh! He went and got his, his, his little girl, right? Yeah, so he went and got her. And the one other thing is like, she, so he's in her room chewing and he's like, you're not allowed to chew in here. He's like, I wasn't briefed on that. <laughs> and she was like, I'm obviously joking. <laughs> But she has a Polaroid camera. She takes a picture of him but because he's like leave no trace. He pretends like, hey, kind of like this picture, and keeps it. But really, it's because he's like leave no evidence. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so when he opens up the door, he's still limping because he got stabbed in the thigh. Yeah. And then he goes, "Can I chew gum in here? Or is that not allowed?" <laughs> She's just like so relieved to see him. And I was like, "Oh, he made me for her." But now he's gonna be like totally inoperable because he learns that. Um, because there's Sierra Six is what he is, and then there were others before him. Yeah. And then his first kill, he learned to Sierra Four, and he's like, okay, so I just killed one of our people. What's going on? Which means that now he's gonna be in the wind. But because they have a file with nothing in it, <laughs> and all they have is a CCC footage that they did have, but a rocket launcher destroyed that computer. So literally, there's nothing of him anywhere. It's terrible. So he can literally disappear into the wind. Yeah. And I was like, it was really good, by the way. His character was just so funny. Like, the girl who came to, like, turn him in slash save her career, she tranks him, and he wakes up in the trunk, and instead of being mad at her, she just says, you know, that's the most sleep I've gotten in 36 hours. <laughs> He's just... What a vibe. <laughs> I know. And it literally shows him settling down the minute he has any sort of modicum of safety. He immediately goes to sleep. Immediately crashes. Go to bed. I need minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, he procures travel out of wherever he was in India. I can't remember the city. And <laughs> um, he, they're like, need anything? Yep. Just a nap. <laughs> and I was like, this man is so relatable. <laughs> Anyways, but the first, the bad guy he killed, the girl's like, why should I trust you? And he said, well, my father wasn't a great man, and he was welling on my brother so bad that one day I thought, it's either him and my brother, and I decided it would be him. So he shot his dad, his very incredibly abusive dad. And he said, I thought, how noble of me, and everybody else thought I deserved to be in jail. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but again, I was like, I don't... Probably nobody knew that they were being horribly abused. Anyway, this is a really good movie. One day, you might have the occasion to watch it. Maybe. I watched Pride and Prejudice last night. Which one? The 2005 version. That's the only one. <laughs> the only one with the hand flicks? <laughs> That's such a, like... Mm. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for ad-libbing that. <laughs> for It's the smallest... People are like, why do women... I'm like, see this man? And people are like, why do I have Darcy? I'm like, first of all, she said, I don't like you. And he was like, crap, my heart's broken. But he still decided to change regardless and expected nothing from her. Mm-hmm. He changed because he realized he wasn't that great of a person and wanted to be a better one. Not to gain her affection, but because it was a good thing to do. So I've always disliked the, the phrase friend zone. But it wasn't until recently that I realized the depth of why I don't like it. People on TikTok would be like, you realize it's weird that you're only being friendly with a woman because you mm-hmm. want to sleep with her. Friend zone doesn't exist. A friend zone because she didn't 
want to sleep with you. She was looking for a friend. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It's so creepy. Like, that that explains exactly why mm-hmm. I always hated that. What are you doing in there, child? Because the friend zone doesn't exist. It was like, cool, I like you as a friend. This is awesome. I have a friend. If you wanted to not be a friend, why did you allow me to treat you as a friend? Why didn't you come out and say, hey. I'm interested in you in a different way. I'm interested in you romantically. Mm-hmm. And then I either could have been like, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way. I would have been like, hmm. But I don't know because you didn't freaking talk about it. And instead, now I just feel utterly betrayed. Yep. That you were never actually my friend. And now we're not friends at all. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I, be especially with Gen Z, the women that are coming out of this generation, all these little people who are like, I want to be like Andrew Tate, are going to get a horrifying wake-up call. Because these women are ready to fight because they don't got nothing to lose. Yeah, my youngest sister is Gen Z. And uh, she's an interesting human. I will say, though, I was like, hey, you know how we learned recently that mom's autistic and that I'm autistic? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're also autistic? And she like looks at me and I was like, normal people don't need them to be need a conversation to walk them through how to go to the post office. And she looks at me and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. No. No, we just figured that out. You, you, know. you, needed, you needed context clues, so I gave you context clues. And I was like, you're... She called me and was like, how do I do the post office? And I was like, okay, what do you need to do? Okay, here are all the steps for you. And she's like, okay, thanks. And you're like, no, I would have just walked in and figured it out. Or walked in and said, like, hey, tell her, what do I need to do? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you, wanna, you wanted a step-by-step plan. <laughs> she needed a step-by-step plan so that she could, like, get through it. Mm-hmm. You're like, normal people, no. No, normal people don't need that. Mm-mm. Just, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm tired. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's only been an hour since I thought I was tired. I know. <laughs> I had a few things that I was like, I hadn't seen you last week, okay? <laughs> I had things to say. All right, then. Okay, everybody. We will probably see you next week because we weren't... Do- <laughs> it's summer, guys. We're busy. We have things doing. Yeah. I'll have a baby here soon, so when you hear little cries and noises, and we'll definitely pause if, if baby starts screaming. Mm-hmm. But, like, otherwise you might hear where And, and depending on when baby comes, we might have a break in the podcast again for a chance of settling in the household to happen. Yeah. I don't know. That would be a discussion between us. That'll depend on when I get home mm-hmm. and how done I am with people. <laughs> like, yeah. quite genuinely, that will be it. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, there's the podcast. Bye. Bye.